Blog Talk Radio. And bring you some little excerpt from Ricky Skerritt. Talks about his West Indies first policy. Here it is. Some of it. Now, some other matters. You've been in office now for just about nine months now. Generally, you have. 
significantly but but I get more over the fact that well I mean since um, you you were unaware of the of the cash flow difficulties prior to your taking office nine months ago but but also looking at a cadre of of directors and other people that go to quarterly meetings I mean there must have been some one with uh, financial knowledge and skills that would have been incisive in questions and in meetings that that this sort of thing shouldn't have been in the dark. That That is a surprise to me. Well, um, you haven't really come across any surprises yet. Oh dear. No, you're scaring me. Oh dear. <laughs> any any more for this, Mr. President, at this stage? Not, not, not at this point. <laughs> okay. so, 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 so we expected some bombshells later on. Is that what you were suggesting to us? <laughs> no, I'm not. Shocking all. Shocking all. No, you see, you're going down a particular okay. path as, as a journalist. I understand yeah. that. I'm just simply uh, saying the extent to which we are shoulder with significant revenues to now implement. Um, there, there, there's, there's no easy fixes to, to, to embedded operational issues uh, related to chronic cash flow problems. We, we're taking it on the other side, but you know, it's just, remember, just for the record, the organization spent $22 million more than it earned in fiscal year 2018, 2019. Mm. So 22, 000, 22 million. million. Sorry, 22 million. Forgive me, I wish to well, million dollars mm. was supposed to be funded by a loan from the Jamaica private sector that was being put together by the, the, the former president, which never materialized for a whole long list of reasons. Mm-hmm. So when, when you have a deficit of that size, you and you know that you're going to have it in advance, then you're either going to find a way to fund it or you're going to have to cut costs. There were no attempts to cut costs because there was so much confidence that it would be funded by a loan. Uh, generated in the form of a bond, but mm-hmm. uh, so I, we could we could spend two hours on your program talking about this, but this is not the right time. No, no, not the right. But but essentially, the let's say on day T minus one of assuming the presidency, you were totally unaware of the financial situation of Cricket West Indies. I would say totally unaware. You can't be totally unaware that the organization is not a, a, a flush, profitable mm-hmm. organization. Right. We have seen the organization struggle over the years to, to even break even. So uh, what I said was that it was shocking for me the extent to which we had no cash. Oh, oh I see. It's about cash flow. You, see, you, you, 
you can see figures, but unless you get clear information about cash. Look, the organization itself wasn't even clear who it owed money and how much it owed money to. Really? It wasn't that bad? Oof. Oh, my God. All right. Well, uh, in the interest of time, we, we, we're going to move on. Just before you came on the show, Mr. President, August Higgins, the noted Jamaican journalist, he, he, well, he's got an article saying, has Kerr abandoned the West Indies first policy? And in that article, he pointed out that Trevor Penny, um, you know, Monty Desai and uh, Chris Brabanzon, the Corbyn education manager, decided the batting court, Trevor Penny, the assistant coach, they've all been picked and you enunciated a policy of Western Indian first policy when he first took over. And there's some criticism coming from the Gleaners article written by Orville Higgins. How do you respond to that, Mr. President? Well, there was a Sunday Gleaner article that followed the next day. Right. That, that as a result of the interview that they did with me. The, by the way, the gentleman, Orville, uh, wrote that article without attempting to speak to anybody from oh. the West Indies. Oh, Not even Jimmy Adams, who mm -hmm. is a famous Jamaican and West Indian who is director of cricket and who ultimately uh, gives, you know, the final word on some of these things in terms of the technical side of it. Mm -hmm. So there was no attempt. And then the Jamaica Sunday Gleaner called and asked for, uh, you know, uh, uh, for some feedback. So I, I thought it was brilliant of the Gleaner too create an issue and then address it uh, in, in the paper. That's great journalism. Yeah, you know, they yeah. created an issue which didn't exist and then talking it up after. Because the fact is that we have put out, first of all, for six months, we circulated a draft Western Insurance Policy to, to all over the place. Mm -hmm. And it was finally uh, adopted a month ago at our board meeting and it, it's, a, it's been put out there for the media, it's, it's on our website, it, it's uh, all over the place. We've shared it with quite a few journalists, it's there. The problem is that not many people have read it, Andrew, mm -hmm. but let's talk about what we have done in that policy. One of the key things we have done in that policy is to insist, first of all, that it is not a West Indies only policy, it is a West Indies first policy. Oh, okay. And that where the technical people are hiring the best from around the world who are not necessarily West Indians, that there must be an arrangement within their contractual arrangements, there must be an allowance for them to be reassigned as necessary to development and high performance situations and they must be involved in active programs for succession planning and for passing on skills and technology and, and, and wisdom and so on. Mm -hmm. So that was not in place before. That is a, a big one. As, as a matter of fact, um, they're speaking about who we hired, but we've also, as you know, come to uh, uh, I have to say, we, we didn't fire any foreign coaches, contrary mm -hmm. to what you may have heard in, in other sources, uh, piece of the media. We actually reassigned the foreign coaches we had, and they refused to, to carry out 
the high performance and, and developmental role that we were asking them to perform. And so we came to a, a mutual uh, uh, termination agreement in the case of, I'm talking about in the case of the former head coach and the former batting coach. Mm-hmm. So the, the issue then comes up, Jimmy and the new, of course, as you know, we have a West Indies head coach now. Mm-hmm. So, and, and that was a matter of policy that we would not even invite any non-West Indian heritage coaches to apply for that position. So there is actions speaking louder than words. And that head coach and his boss, the director of cricket, then set about to put their management team together. In the meantime, there was a new head coach for the women's team, uh, and he set about with his boss, Jimmy Adams, to put a management team together. And if you look at the management teams, you will see that the foreign coaches are people that have been asked for by that uh, West Indian uh, cricket expertise, not by the board. Mm-hmm. The board did not say, we want those foreign coaches arbitrarily picking them for whatever reason. The coaches that are now uh, by the head coach and, and by the and the people latest edition of that program out of Voice of Barbados. Look, we're not going to watch it anymore. But then hang on. All of a sudden, as we got down to the end, two young men from the West Indies almost brought the bacon home to the West Indies side. And the difference in the end, just one run. Just one run, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. 29 required for the last over. The West Indies got 28. And it now sets up the third T20 to be played at Kensington Oval tomorrow, starting at 4 p.m. in the afternoon. We look forward to a fascinating contest. West Indies won. England won. Of course, there's a game on tomorrow. Then we go to the weekend. And something tells me we can have, as we say, a humdinger. We shall see. I'm Andrew Mason, and welcome to another very special edition of Mason and Guests. And already we've got some very special guests on Zoom. I see good old Michael Gatton. Good to see Mikey. Steve Harmison is with us as well. And, of course, fellow Alfonso Wallace. We're also going to be talking a little bit later on the under-19 tournament, which is uh, uh, very much at an interesting stage. And Chris Setley and Prout Bass will also be with us as well. But without any further ado, let me say hello to, to Mike Gatton, the former England cricketer. Hello, Michael. How are you? Very good, thank you. Nice to be with you. Hope it's a nice sunny day wherever you are. <laughs> I like that. And Steve Armiston, who's enjoying Barbados. Hello, Stephen. How are you? Steve? Where's he going? Maybe he's going down to the gap to get a, a drink before he comes back, but he was just on Zoom. Just Hello, I'm here. Are you got me? Yeah, we got you loud and clear. Are you enjoying Barbados, yeah. Stephen? I am. I'm, I'm enjoying it even more. I've just beat Mark Butcher five and four round got a Royal Westmoreland. Oh, you did, huh? So, <laughs> yeah. The, the bragging rights are with the bowlers and not with the batsmen at this minute in time in the uh, the commentary box of the England 
section of the commentary team, but yeah, I'm loving West, loving Barbados. Yes, Steve Harbison, of course, the former England fast bowler. I would have enjoyed Sabina Park. We'll never forget that test match. And he was so absolutely brilliant. Uh, Stephen, let's start with you, though. It is it's quite nicely set up now, of course, at 1-1. Let's do an assessment first of all the pitch. How have you found the Kensington pitch so far? Um, not good enough for me. I don't think... I'm talking as a, a former fast bowler here. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in 2020 cricket, I want to see sixes and fours. I want to see. I want to be. The atmosphere needs to be. It's the atmosphere in the crowd hasn't lived up to what the normal Caribbean um, atmosphere is, and largely down to the to the pitch. I don't think it's. I don't think it's come alive until probably the last five overs of that second uh, T20 international. The surface hasn't been. I don't think good enough conducive to players being able to trust the bounce and hit through the line of the ball. Um, and I think it needs to be better for T20 cricket. I think test matches, you need to have a contest between bat and ball. But I think in 2020 and 50 over cricket, I think we need to be entertained. And unfortunately, I don't think the pitch has lived up to some of the cricket that's been played on it so far. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, uh, you're right, because when we look at the, uh, the stats in relation to uh, the first game, England struggled to, to, to make 100 didn't they, on a pitch that was given the assistance to the bowlers? Yeah, 100%. 100%. And that, that's something that I think England need, needed to just, just to have a look at a little bit quicker. They didn't assess the situation or the, the conditions or adapt to the conditions quick enough. And by the time they did, it was game over. England were four down just outside the power play and that was it. And it was a rampant West Indian side who were backed up in the field. Uh, and, and, and Kieran Pollard, must, he couldn't believe his luck to where they were going. But I also look at this West Indian side and say, where's it been for the last five months? Because this is the side that should have played in the UAE, mm-hmm. in the World T20, and that it would have given them a better chance going into Australia in nine months' time if this dynamic, free-spirited, free-flowing West Indies team had a, a tournament under their belt. But obviously not meant to be. England weren't complacent, I just think. It didn't quite read the situation, conditions, and West Indies got really on top of England. Second game, it was it was back to the the usual England, and it'll be interesting to see how the West Indies come back from that. Mm, indeed. Well, uh, we've got, of course, Dr. Andrew Ford with us as well, and Philo uh, Wallace. Uh, but let's go to, to Mike Gatton. Mike, you're all the way back in, in England. You've been watching on. Um, your impressions of the first game and then the second, it was a low-scoring encounter. For England, certainly in the first game, they did better. In the second game, when they made 171 for eight and actually won that game by one run. Your impressions, Michael? Just just turn your mic on. Just turn it on. Okay. That's fine. Keep forgetting these Zoom things. I've done enough of them now. I should uh, actually recognise it. Anyway, no, I I, uh, I think like Steve that the wicket was obviously a, a little difficult to start with. Maybe a little bit damp. Knowing they had a couple of games uh, mm-hmm. uh, back to back and. Uh, I think uh, possibly it, it was a bit slow uh, and they didn't uh, pick up the pace of it. But uh, certainly the West Indies uh, batted really sensibly, which is, uh, which is nice to see because it's uh, often some of the, the times that you, uh, you watch the West Indies team, they get a bit impetuous. But uh, I think Mr. King uh, managed to uh, cement the first innings in the first match and uh, really get them into a, into a good place. And England just didn't get enough runs. I think in the second innings... Um, 
really stopped me. I thought bowled magnificently well. Mm-hmm. Um, and they really gave England the, the start they did. So they were never really in the hunt. Um, and sort of six or seven down, it was just, um, you know, I, I actually said, I actually went to bed. I'll be a perfect yeah. for me. I watched it up until then. I thought, well, the West Indies have got no chance, a bit like the crowd, as you, as you uh, right. said in your mm-hmm. Um But Mr. Shepherd and Mr. Hussain, um Got, got got them very very close, but um, uh, even with getting three sixes off uh, off the last uh, three balls, I think the captain was probably saying to him, "Just don't bowl a no ball or a wide, and mm-hmm. if you go over three sixes, doesn't matter because we're still going to win." But uh, it was a fantastic little uh, session of play when I watched the highlights. So, look, um, as as, uh, as Steve has said, it's it's good to see some of these young guys getting a chance at long last, and uh, the, the the guys of old and, and great of of Step down, and and I think uh, there's some really good uh, young talent in that side from what I've seen so far. Mm. Doctor Ford. All right. Good night to to all of you and to the listeners. Um, I'd say so far the the series has been quite entertaining. Uh, I think that we've seen England learn to bat better, uh, but we've also seen both pace and spin. Uh, do well. We've seen good fielding. We've seen bad fielding. Uh, but you know, we've seen a game of cricket, and I I think of T20 cricket in a different way. I, I think uh, T2, I don't think necessarily that white ball cricket is all about um, you know the just batsmen dominating and and bowlers running for cover. I think it mm-hmm. it should always be a game of skill, and I believe that um, both sides have shown. Uh, still at different times. In the first match, the West Indies batted very sensibly to, to overhaul the just over 100, but it took them 17 overs, which showed the effort. And in the second match, you saw the first the first half of the West Indian team didn't bat very well. But the the question I I'd like to to ask is um, to to Mike, uh, do you do you enjoy this type of cricket compared to what you were accustomed to? Because in your day, there was no T20 cricket. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And now you get to, to see a different type of cricket that you... That's, even the 50-over cricket in your time was rather pedestrian compared to now. So what do you think oh, about it? Yeah, without a doubt. It was certainly pedestrian compared to these days. And um, as I say, I think the great thing uh, about cricket is it's, it's very flexible. It's, it's adaptable. And I think I'd like to think the players will be as well. And I, I do get a little bit frustrated when uh, some of the guys say they find it difficult to go from Test cricket to 50 over to, 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 to sort of T20. I think all the very best players in the world manage to do it quite easily. And I just wonder why the others can't. But no, look, I'd love to have played T20. Try to bowl a few here and a few there. And uh, uh, look, it, it's been a great game to, to promote the game and make it a bit more fun in a shorter space of time. And I think, you know, it's, it, as I say, Cricket does tend to be able to um, morph into something when it needs to. You know, in our day, we, we, we had to play 40 overs, and that was that was seen after something like 65 overs and 50 overs, and the 40-over game was a real special game. And now we've got T20. I think it's fantastic. I, I just hope that people realise that it, 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 is, it is a game that uh, is fun to play, which is what, what it's there for. Um, I, I'm sure I'd have enjoyed playing it. But look, test cricket for me is still about... That, that's a game to play. Um, but I would be very disappointed being a professional cricketer if I couldn't play T20 well enough. So um, I enjoy it, but I, it, it, it's, it's one of those where I, I can watch a certain amount, but not all of it all the time. Um, there's a lot of it around the world and some of it goes on too long. Um, and I still 
you can't be the test match, and there's been some great test match cricket going on just recently. Um, and I, I like the 50 over game still. I know, it, uh, and it's changed immeasurably, um, but it's still some fantastic uh, cricket. So for me, uh, it, it all works well, and the guys are enjoying it. The, the, the people enjoy it. But I just would urge the younger players not to just to try and say, well, you know, I've whacked a few sixes and a few fours, so I'm going to go and play IPL now. Uh, cricket's about trying to test yourself about the best in the world, and playing test cricket is, is the way to go. So I would urge the guys, the younger guys, to try and play some test cricket and, and try and understand themselves and, and, and why it's called test cricket. Great. Uh, Steve, uh, Steve Harmison, we, I know you're the, a, a fast bowling and cricketing expert. We've seen Copley, uh, Mahmood, Jordan, and and also Mills. Um, tell us about how you found the, the English quick to be going in, in this format thus far, two games on. Mm. No, I think, I, I, think, I think he's dropped out, actually. Yeah, he probably uh, yeah, dropped out. Yeah, he dropped out. But there's a gentleman that dropped in. Gladstone Small. Oh. Did you know that gentleman? <laughs> he dropped in. Hello, Gladstone. How are you? Are you, enjo- are you enjoying your second home? <laughs> Gladstone, you can take your mic off and, and tell us uh, how do you think the English quick bowlers have done on the, on the Kensington wicket so far? Top right-hand from corner. You, Tony. Yeah. Top right-hand corner from you. Gladstone, Gladdy, Gladdy, we want to hear you. Yes, Gladstone. No, no matter how much of this stuff you do, it. it yes, 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 yes. He's gonna, he, 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 he's gonna sort it out. He, he, he's gonna sort it out very soon. Let's go to Philo yes, Wallace. Philo, um, yeah, um, Philo, um, your impressions of what has happened so far, Philo. Hi, good night, Andrew. Good night, uh, Doctor Ford. My gap is so nice to see you. The last time I saw you at the Oval, I'm glad you see also there. And the people in Barbados, obviously, the new government has been elected. Andrew. Yes. I don't want to. I don't want to dampen your your program. And tell um, my mother, I lost my mother. You did. She died. In, she died in New Jersey, but I committed oh, to your Oh, so my, my sympathies. My sympathies. People want uh, me to do this story, right? and also the people at Nestor Santos who have all those samples to do, mm. try to keep Barbados in the green light. I want to tell the people of Barbados to continue to be very, very careful with Omicron. Mm. It is not a joke. Things might seem rosy, but everything is rosy. It's not sweet. Andre thought the two T20s so far with the cricket matches. Um, I know Steve said the pitch is a little sporty, and you have to understand, too, that not a lot of cricket has been played at Kingston Oval. For a while, and all the preparation and all the practice games, when it comes to the actual match games, you know, it's a match because it's something different. I thought the English batsmen in the first game underestimated the West Indies. They went too hard. I found themselves four down before they could even blink. And West Indies obviously continued that momentum in, the, in that first in that first T20. Jason Bowl magnificently well to go to four for seven. I hold them down to a total which they did, which they obviously felt. Um, they're bat is sensible and, and got it. I thought that Brandon Think showed good sense of, of, of batsmanship. It's a pity that the second game he didn't, but then they had a different proposition in restocking the left arm seamer. But I thought the first game, England came too hard at West Indies. I underestimated them and they got caught napping. In the second game, they looked to knuckle down. You saw Jason Roy fighting up the conditions and getting the opportunity to score. And they got a, a, a very good total. But then again, with some good common sense batting, 
Uh, West Indies nearly got over the line, but it, it was just a, another another loss. The way in which they played that second T20 gives us a lot of courage and a lot of heart. And you know, from the coach, he said that this is a better side, a better prepared side than the one of the World Cup. And, and I hope that is true. But obviously, the third game is going to start uh, Wednesday, and, and England are going to come even harder. They're the number one team in the world, T20 team in the world. And they, they, they're in the Caribbean Barbados to prove a point. Now, West Indies obviously have to continue. It's good, sensible cricket. I realize, look, that, you know, not all big shots will work. I thought in the first T20, the way how they were hitting mm-hmm. the strike, mm-hmm. very admirable. I thought they would have done that in the second T20. And unfortunately, that did not happen. And the muscle came in the bottom from the least expected, Akim Hussein. You know where Mario Chef's the ball, but I thought that they put up a good fight. But at the end of the day, the series has drawn one all so far. I have three more to play, Andrew, and let's hope that West Indies can turn the tables. I'm hoping that West Indies can really turn the tables now in the series and keep cricket and keep the public happy. The crows are happy, and let's keep the public in the Caribbean happy with some more victories. Yeah, interesting. All right. Uh, we're going to take a break. Of course, Gladstone Small, um, we should be able to hear from him. Yes, he's, he's waving to me, and we're also going to uh, cut away um, pretty soon because remember the, the under-19 World Cup is very much uh, in uh, the Caribbean, and we've got Chris Setley, and uh, of course, uh, we've got Paul Bach, who are very important people. It is a very interesting stage, and of course, our listeners will also want to hear about our youngsters. But let's pause for business calls. Mason and Guest, Road yeah, Association with our very good friends at ASAP White Rum, the best shot of the day. <laughs> I was there on a sea. Nobody can doubt me because I was there on a sea. Right after the tea interval, this thing sat off in Queen's Park Oval. From the times I ran, singer ran out. I don't know where all this bottle and stone come out, but it was bottle and stone right in Queen's Park Oval. And the whole chest must tune like a carnival. Inside a canal to get away from the big scandal, right in the middle of the federal canal. Good evening, all. Good evening to my my old skipper. That back there, that back up there, good old Blighty. I'm, I'm sure he'll be looking forward to, to get it done here in March. So get and and you know, stop You know, since since there comes notices, there, buddy. Um, with, you know, for your recent loss. But but listen, um, it's always listen. Any, any excuse I can do, I can do to get down here. Um, I, I'm always here, but I'm here obviously with my with my tour group, um, taking in these these five these these five matches. Um, I must admit that T20 isn't my bag. Um, I only go to T20 cricket if I'm working. I must admit, but it's been it's been good. It's been good fun, good entertainment. Particularly the first game was a bit of a was a, was a bit of a, a misnomer. Um, as I think England underestimated. Um, the conditions of the, of of a, of a poor pitch, um, and didn't didn't you know, when you set out in these games, you you always have an idea what sort of you 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 feel you ought to get, and that sort of in T20 cricket, we all know the fast score is is around about a, eight and over 160, but but a, a team 
least the gauge. You should gauge what what the pass because pass score varies depending on the pitch you're playing on. And on and, and on that pitch, um, on the first game, 100, uh, it wasn't it wasn't the pitch for 160. So they they obviously for that the West Indies won that mm. game quite rightly, and uh, guys got, got got the comeuppance that they deserve. Um, second game, obviously they they regroup. Um, and they realized, and they actually, it's amazing that someone like, like Jason Roy, um, I think in the 10th over, he was only on 16 runs. Yes. I mean, that's unheard of for Jason Roy. That's not his, that's not his role. His role is to go in and blaze, trail blaze and, and uh, go hard or, go, or get out. So he, 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 again, what he did, and was smart enough to say, right, okay, this pitch is a little bit tricky. Second pitch was a little bit tricky, had a little bit more, had a bit of tennis stunts. So he, he, he kept himself in, and then and then he attacked the bowlers that he felt he could attack. So that was clever by the England team, and I thought they did well because they batted well to get 170 runs. Because I think I, I thought that pitch wasn't 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 the best. So it wasn't the best either. So I, I mean, it's amazing that that funny enough that um on a on a square that when was cricket last year at Kensington Noble? Um, you'll be able to tell me, Andrew. Mm, long, but in fact, well, quite, quite a while. Yeah, quite, quite a while. A while. And, mm-hmm. and the sun, the sun, the sun looks wonderful, but for, 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 for a pitch, for a square that hasn't had any cricket mm-hmm. for a long time, I mean, obviously, I, I can't get close to the, to the pitch, but it looks, it look, it doesn't look in great shape. Oh. So if I was, if I, if I was, if I was the official, say, I would be concerned. Mm. That looks 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 void of grass, of green grass, proper proper live grass. So <laughs> I don't know if you had a water shortage down here or something. Yeah, really. yeah. But 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 it has come under the microscope. In fact, um, we had Steve Harmison talking about it. Uh, Mike Gallen spoke about it as well. We're going to try to reach out to Richard Prophet, who was a little bit later on to see if he, he of course, is the um, the creator. We'll try and speak to him. But that certainly is is a concern. And Phil Wallace, you would have played several innings on, on the pitch at Kensington Oval. What has gone wrong with the Kensington pitch, Phil Joy, I'm going to say again, not enough cricket is played at Kensington Oval. And the guys who are preparing the surfaces don't know what type of surfaces they're going to put on. And that is the problem. They're, they're guessing what type of surfaces they're going to be put out because we heard, we heard Richard, Professor Arizona's from said the pitches are going to be good. Now, I, I, to be honest, Andrew, let's go for a little a bit more, I don't know, a bit more rolling to, to get them a little harder. Mm-hmm. Because people would like to ball a more true bounce um, and the bat swing it in through the line. But that has not happened. It, it, you know, the pitches that we played on, the two pitches have called for, for application. And then in the second old, second T20, there was a short side, and everybody's mm-hmm. looking to hit the ball to the short side and going across the line of the ball. So if the pitch was truer, maybe those shots would have been more productive. To me, I think the services, you just need to apply yourself. I like the whole Brandon King approach that first T20, and I think that's the kind of approach that is needed on the services. Mm-hmm. But the pitch has had this now because they're playing on planes there. So they have had two days to prepare the, the, for the third T20, and hopefully, uh, that pitch should be a lot drier and more conducive to the stroke play. Not everybody wants to see the ball going out of the out of the ground, but these pitches that we played on the first two just called for a little bit more application. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I thought Jason Roy applied himself in the second. He said he unfortunately he didn't go on to get a, a half century, but he showed what is what is required. And England still got up to a decent total of 170 yards to defend. Mm-hmm. So it just called for application. 
not enough cricket is gameplay that tends to know, but we know the pandemic and stuff like that. The guys that don't get training, but I don't think they get the opportunities. Uh, the 15 guys who are in the franchises in the franchise to actually play on those services. So that is the problem. So the ground staff don't really know what type of pitch they're going to produce because not enough cricket is being played. Mm. Well, I know, I know, Gladstone, you've got to leave us pretty soon. You said you only have a couple of um, couple of minutes for us, so we're going to uh, focus on you. Um, I don't know, are you going to the gap this evening, Gladstone, with your uh, with all those you brought in here? I mean, it's not Friday tonight, it's Friday. I'll leave it on, on the Friday night, <laughs> on the fish, fish fry on Friday. Look, I haven't had any flying fish yet. I don't know if they've gone too proud to see the flying fish, so I'm looking forward, I'm looking forward to that. Now, I'm just having dinner with my group here at the, at the, at the hotel, um, with my guys here, so I'm sure I'll get, I'll get stuck into some, some, to some, some nice mahi-mahi or... Some, uh, some something something really good. I, I, I actually managed to get some some bread fruit. They got oh, you got bread fruit. fruit. Wonderful. And if you get it from St George, it's even sweeter, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, you know that's right. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, it, it was brilliant. I mean, what was great about T20 cricket for me is about entertainment. I, I'm actually. I actually don't really care much about the result. Particularly, obviously, if it was a tournament, yes, you, you obviously want to win the tournament. But it's entertainment for me, and, and and that's what that's what was provided, obviously, in the second game. Albeit, albeit in a losing in a losing cause, where where this I, I believe I, I, I look still this, this England team. We all we know that they're devoid of one or two of this. The regular T20 players, like some Butler in Bearstow in Milan and these sort of guys. So it's, it's quite experimental this England team, and I think we'll see. Not be, we will see some more changes mm-hmm. uh, as they go through tomorrow and, and, and at the weekend. So so you're going to see some inconsistent performances from this team because they're all yes, they're all vying for places as they build up again later on this year. There's another T20 World Cup in Australia. In, in later in October, November. So these guys now that it's there, it's there, it's there, it's there to try and make a mark to put their name forward. But um, but 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 so so for instance, like the, our bowling, our bowling on uh, towards the end of that game. Yes. Just smacked of of, of okay. We we got the game one. Let's let's see if we bowl if we just bowl um as <laughs> a as a lane. Where a lower order batsman, let's see if let's see if they can hit this. They continue to hit it, which they did. So at least they now know. They now know. They didn't know before. They now know when people are trying to hit you, you have to you have to either bowl it away from the reach of the bat, which we all know you can't go too wide, or you bowl it right underneath them at their toes. I mean, it's it's it's, it's really it's actually quite simple, quite frankly. You just you just got to bowl. You just got to bowl the ball. Right underneath them, where they can't leave, get leverage, their leverage into their shot, but and that's what we continue to give give those lower order batsmen. Um, and they hit the ball. I mean, it was amazing. Um, the, the young, the young kid, um, uh, the young actually. At uh, one moment, I think Shepherd actually hit a ball to long on. He didn't, didn't take the didn't take the single because it looks as though he was the one who was going to smoke it out. Right. And this young, this young fella, he he slung it beautifully. And, and he actually hit it clean. Shepard was actually was off and swinging across the line a bit, whereas Spain actually was hitting it gunpowder straight. He was, and yes. It was great. Our England bowlers sped, sped it. This is almost as though, okay, we know we're going to win this game. 
but it, it got a bit smelly at the end. I mean, <laughs> that last ball, it only needed to be a, a, a no ball that went for a couple of runs, mm. and then all of a sudden, a game that you should have won easily, Mm. You were scrambling. Yeah, yeah. That would have been. But hey, it's for entertainment, and that's what. But you need, you need to have decent pitches to give these players a chance to show how good they are, and that's that's what's required. That's that's what's required, and that's what I hope to see. Hmm. Well, Glasson, I want to thank you very much indeed for coming through and certainly speaking to us. Always a pleasure. Enjoy uh, Barbados. Enjoy your breadfruit. You just need some flying fish and cuckoo. Um, get some shark. We're going to give it to you from Skeets Bay, where I was born right there. Some nigger heads as well. Uh, and and, and so, an old wife. You know, you don't know about those fish at all. And, and the grunts and all those things. I'm going to go tell you, thank you, so make sure I get all the best. Right, indeed. Okay, thanks very much, Glaston. Enjoy the rest of the evening. All right, there you go. Right. Okay. Well, of course, you've got Mike Gatton with us as well. Mike, we're going to come back to you um, shortly. Um, but what we're going to do, we're going to do a commercial break now. And of course, there's the under-19 tournament, uh, which is here. And uh, uh, Forrest Bash and, of course, Chris Stetley are with us. And we want to, to, to uh, break away to talk to them a little bit in relation to uh, what we're expecting. But it will come after our commercial break. Mason and Guest Broughton Association with a very good friends at ASAP who work around the best shot of the day. Yes. Makes no guess. Brought to you. Coming live from Barbados. Right, so we love to invite you to be with us a little later this week, or Sunday, to be exact. Good evening and welcome to The Cricket Show, broadcasting around the world every Sunday from 6 to 9 p.m. blogtalkradio.com slash thecricketshow or fast bowl us an email with your questions and comments to thecricketshow at comcast.net. And now... ...because there's been some um, talk about the pitch and we hope to reach him as well. A little bit later on on the show... We've also got two tickets to give away. Yes, the Barbados Cricket Association uh, offering two tickets. And, of course, thanks to Stephen Leslie. But let's um, just, just talk a little bit about the four questions on the 19 uh, Youth World Cup, which is very much in the Caribbean. Chris Setley and Farouk Bass have joined us. So let's, let's say hello to you, Chris. How are you, Chris? Good evening. I'm very well, thank you. Right. Okay. And, of course, uh, Farouk, how are you? I'm doing well, Andrew. Thanks for having me on the show. Okay, good. Wonderful. All right. Now, let's start with you, um, Chris. Uh, you're uh, the ICC head of events. How has it gone so far, in your view? Any challenges? <laughs> There's always going to be challenges when you're, when you're running a, a world event um, across four countries uh, and bringing in 16 teams with, with the number of matches we've got and, and the broadcast. So, yes, yeah, a difficult event, but um, we're very happy is the way it's going so far. We successfully got through the first round stage uh, and the second round actually started today in Trinidad uh, with the plate competition. Um, and the Super League, which is for the top eight teams, will start tomorrow here in Antigua. Indeed. And from your perspective, Howard, how has it gone so far? You are the 
the tournament director. Are you are you happy with what has happened so far? Yeah, I'm I'm very pleased how and happy how far how this tournament is going so far. As Chris rightly said, um, it's a very complicated tournament generally. I know in these um, circumstances with COVID around, you know, it, it gives us another set of headaches. But you know, we were quick to react and thankfully, you know, the Cricket West Indies has hosted tournaments under these conditions for the last couple of years. So we adapted well. We overcome many of the obstacles and we've managed to have all the matches played according to the schedule. And you know, that might that might seem simple, but trust me, in this time it's not an easy task. But mm. we got there. Mm-hmm. And, and I've been hearing that you've been having challenges with, with COVID. Uh, is that true? Um, you know, Chris, in relation to some players coming down with COVID, is that is that true? Yes, it is. Yes, we've had some cases of COVID, um, which, to be honest, isn't unexpected given the nature of, of the virus. Um, but we planned for such scenarios, um, which is why the event has been able to continue successfully as it has so far. Mm-hmm. So nothing has really surprised us. Um, but with the planning that we've got and, and the measures that we're taking to keep not just the participants safe, but also the inhabitants of all of the host countries, um, we, we, we've been able to manage things so far. And, and as I say, the tournament is, is ongoing. It's, it's successfully uh, completed the group stage and we're, and we're looking forward to a really competitive second round. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, I know Philo Wallace and Dr. Forward have questions for you, but let's quickly go to, to Mike Gatton. Mike, the under-19, um, very much here in the Caribbean. Um, Youth World Cup, England very much involved in it, doing, doing pretty well. Uh, we got a, a youngster from Barbados. We, we gave him, of course, uh, uh, to you, uh, young Bethel, uh, who has elected to, to play for England uh, at that stage. And I suppose if he continues, may very well play for the England side. How important is under 19 cricket and this tournament, Mike? Well, look, I think it's very, very important. If you look at the guys that have come through the system, it's the first time that. Uh, they get to really represent their country and actually see the quality of the players from overseas. I, I remember sort of uh, when, I, when we had our first under-19 tour of the West Indies, um, it ran about 1976, mm-hmm. and uh, we, we came over and uh, we got the first sighting of Malcolm Marshall uh, as a young man. Um, and and you, you do see those quality of players. You know, you won't get a much better test cricketer anywhere at any time in the world than Mako. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was there as a young kid, wasn't quite as uh, strong as he, he turned out, but he, he, he was still very, very quick. And, and I, I just think it's important for these guys to understand that there are, you know, when you're in your own little country and you're playing your under-17s under and under-15s, you play amongst yourselves. And it's really good to get out and play in different conditions around the world and play and watch, di- you know, different players. And, and you see that there are other players around the world who are, mm-hmm. who are, are sometimes much better and much more mature than you are. So mm-hmm. it's a great learning process, I think, and and uh, you know you see different cultures and you see different attitudes towards the game, um, and when you think you, you know you, you're pretty good, you, you soon come down to earth with a bump when you see the quality of players from all around the world, and mm-hmm. and that's the great leveler of cricket is. So for me, it's the first taste for anybody who's sort of been sort of uh, in their own little cocoon in their own in their own country to get out and about and see other players play. Um, and I think it's a fantastic experience for the youngsters. Mm. Dr. Ford, any questions? Uh, a question for, for Chris. Uh, playing, playing such a big tournament under COVID protocols and not having a crowd, the, the atmosphere and the encouragement for the guys, um, uh, what's been the feedback from the young players uh, kind of playing, you know, to the empty stadium thus far? 
Well, firstly, you're allowed to have crowds. Um, people mm. can come to watch, and it is free if you're mm. if you're in Antigua or, or Trinidad. Mm -hmm. uh, Trinidad government has just said that, that we can have um, some crowds back to the matches there, um, so people can come and watch it live. Um, but the players are loving it, and why wouldn't you love um, playing in an Under-19 World Cup? But for all of the reasons Mike spoke about, in terms of the opportunity it gives them, the experience that they get from playing against different teams styles of cricket that they might not have come across before in different conditions. Who wouldn't like playing cricket in the West Indies for, for, for all of the touring teams? Um, so, so, you know, despite the fact that the, the, the stadia aren't jammed full with, with fans, they're loving the experience um, and they're gaining an awful lot from it. Um, we've got countries the like of, of Uganda participating and you know for them mm -hmm. traveling halfway across the world to play in the World Cup is, is a huge opportunity a huge experience a, a, a lifelong memory um, so so despite the fact that, that we are operating in, in slightly more controlled environments than, than we would like to be in or we would ideally be in um, I don't think it's dampening in any way the enthusiasm for the event or, or the enjoyment that the participants are going to get from it Hey, uh, Mr. Bash, um, what about the COVID protocols and, you know, trying to work that into to having the tournament? What have been any challenges there? We've had a share of challenges with this tournament. Um, you know, we spent months planning to get teams into the country, and just as the teams were about to fly, the Omicron variant came about. Mm -hmm. And we saw borders closed. Um, especially the UK and the US, and we had to look at um, non-traditional ways to get people into the West Indies. So that means applying some new visas for countries that we never used to travel. Then we wanted to get more players in just in case that we needed a replacement player. We, we didn't want to go through that headache of flying them around the world just to get to the West Indies. So that means we had to get new hotels, sorry, more hotel rooms. Mm -hmm. um, and just had to, you know, just plan a little bit more just to make sure that people can get to the West Indies safely and they can stay safe here. So it's been a fair bit of challenge um, that we've experienced um, getting people here. But thankfully, the protocols that we have in place managed to keep everyone safe so far. We've had the tournament, like I said earlier, um, all the tournaments were executed and were played. And people, have, uh, despite being in this uh, bubble, they're enjoying the tournament, so we're very happy for that. Uh, Philo, um, we had uh, Floyd Reefer on earlier, and he told us we see cricketing intelligence and, and skill, and he was upbeat about the, the young West Indians, but things haven't really gone as, as we'd hoped. Uh, what are your feelings about, about how things have gone for us? Well, Dr. Floyd has been a challenge, a massive challenge for, for, for the West Indies on the 19th, under the lead of uh, Floyd Reefer. I think two weeks ago, I had the Vice President, Dr. Shallow, on this program, and I told him our players, or the 19 players, seems to me, mm. like, they, like they're, trying, they're still acclimatizing. I mm. bet uh, you're still acclimatizing, and the tour is about to start, you're going to be in trouble. See, I take warm-up matches very seriously. And, and we need to understand that, and as Mike Gatton said, these guys are coming, those guys are going to play against the best on the 19 cricketers from other countries, and they're going to come hard at them. And they're going to really make them understand which level they are at in relation to, to youth cricket. And, and, and obviously, Cricket West Indies have had to have a lot of work to do in relation to getting our cricketers more focused on that bigger picture of winning the World Cup. I would like to know 
if we ever went back to 2016 when we won on the head Mary Bangladesh, mm. if they look at the successes of what happened then to try to help us in 2022, but we but we seem not to. So we find ourselves now out of the competition and only playing for something called a plate. It's just unfortunate, but they will have to learn. Mm-hmm. And as we keep saying the West, please learn from our mistakes and get stronger and better as we go forward. And we're hoping that that can happen. But which we've had a lot of accolades, uh, sure, a lot of accolades towards the squad, which we should. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, on the day of play, they did not really come to terms with the skill levels of the other nations. Mm-hmm. And they end up just losing out. It's just unfortunate, but they, they have to learn from it. I just, I just want to. I would like to ask. I would like to ask either Chris or, or Bash a sure. question. How are, the, how are the players finding the services, the different services, right, right. at the different playing venues? Mm. Chris, uh, you, you'd need to ask them um, uh, as to, to really how they're experiencing them, and, and obviously it is a great experience for the touring players to come and play on different services. Mm-hmm. Um, from what I've seen. I think I'd like to commend the curators across the region for the quality of the services um, that, that they've produced for us. They're obviously critically important for a World Cup that, that we have top quality pitches and outfields um, for matches to take place on because that's only fair then to enable the, the, the players to show off their talents um, and, and perform to the best of their ability. But equally, I'd say the training facilities that, that yeah. have been um, produced have been very, very good as well. And during a tournament, you, you probably spend more time training than you do at the match venue. And that training, that preparation before a game is critically important. So the focus uh, for the region in, in preparing services hasn't just been the match venues. It's been across the nations where, where we're staging matches um, to make sure that the training centres are, are good. And that's enabled all the teams to prepare well as well. And, and I think the quality of the cricket that we've seen um, is, is in part because of those services. So I'm sure they're enjoying them because because players have performed and we've seen some high skill levels. Farrell, mm. for what? Yeah, um, Chris is right. Um, we can't say if the players are enjoying themselves. Uh, I can't imagine it won't be anyway. Mm. But one of the things that we have to factor in is that um, we started preparing all the fish and outfields for all the venues that we go we right. for the tournament. We mm. factor practice and match venues. And we had our regional curator, Ken Crafton, and ICC's curator, Andy Atkinson, who were here about six months ago, looked at all the pitches of the outfields that we were going to use for the tournament. They came mm-hmm. up with a plan mm-hmm. to ensure that we had the best offices available for this tournament. And all the curators across all the, the grounds did an excellent job getting the, uh, the venues ready. So I, I'm confident that they did due diligence to get the pitch and outfield ready for this tournament. And I'm sure the young men would love to come, well, they love coming to a different environment and able to pay off different services. So I, I can't imagine that they won't be happy. Mm, I see. All right, let, let, let's go back to, to, to Mike Gavin as we head towards 7 o'clock Eastern Caribbean time. Uh, Mike, having watched the West Indies over the years, I mean, you would have had some tremendous battles. And, you know, we see some of our under-19 cricketers, they look good, but then all of a sudden, you know, they don't look good anymore. West Indies cricket has been on the decline for a long time now. Are you surprised by where West Indies cricket is now when you consider what would have happened when you played, uh, you know, against some of the very competitive cricketers of the past? Um, well, look, I, I would say that certainly in, in, the, in the era I played in, that there were just huge amounts of West Indian cricketers all vying for, for places. And I think a, a lot of them uh, obviously missed out. Um, and 
very disappointing for them, but there were just the huge quality uh, numbers of players that the West Indies had, certainly in the 80s and 90s. Um, and I, I can only assume that it, it means that you miss out generations at times because it was very difficult to dislodge for, for probably about seven or eight years a lot of the sort of like core 16 players and therefore mm -hmm. the guys that may be coming down, you might have lost a generation. I, I, I think also um, a lot of the time people don't realise how much hard work cricket is uh, and these guys, mm -hmm. you know, getting to the top, staying at the top is hard work and, you know, they have to be professional and I think, uh, you know, the likes of Mako and Mikey and uh, just all the guys, Courtney, Kirtley, Andy, I mean, Viv, and, 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 you know, uh, and your new chairman of selectors, Mr. Haynes. I mean, he, uh, mm -hmm. you know, he, he came and was still learning at, at the ripe old age of sort of 30 or so, 40. You, you know, he came and played in Musex. And, you know, you, you, you never stop learning. And I, and I just think that people don't realise actually how hard they have to work. And, and are they prepared to do it? I'm not, I don't know. Um, if you learn the basics of the game well, then, then you can get into it. But uh, it's about playing and learning um, and doing the right things and, and talking to these guys. This is what I don't quite understand sometimes is that, you know, you've had so many really good cricketers over in the West Indies who have a lot to give back. And I just wonder how much time the young guys sit around talking cricket to these, these, these guys who, who uh, represented the West Indies so proudly and so well. Um, so, you know, when I sit down and, and chat with Desi, uh, hopefully when I do that in March and, and maybe even Philo, mm -hmm. we, you know, you just talk about cricket and I just don't think the youngsters talk about it enough and whether they, you know, think it's going to be easy or, you know, we'll just play T20 and therefore we only have to do back it as hard as we can. But there's a lot more to the game than that. There's a lot more nuances that people have to learn. And, mm -hmm. and sometimes, you know, the quicker you learn, the better you get, but you, you need to understand what you need to do. Mm. Well, it's 7 o'clock in the country. When we come back, of course, from a commercial break, which will come up very soon, we're going to open the lines. I know many people certainly want uh, to speak to you, Mike, and we also got a couple of tickets to give away. Um, but let's go back to, to, to Chris and um, to Farouk before they um, actually go. Uh, let's start with you, Chris. Uh, where is this event being shown? I mean, around the world? I mean, what's your reach like? Yeah, all over the world. All, all of ICC events are, are globally broadcast. Mm -hmm. um, here in the Caribbean, you see it on, on ESPN. Right. Um, for, for 20 matches of full broadcast coverage. But then all of the other games, um, we are live streaming. So via the internet platform, ICC.tv, um, you can watch all of the action that is not actually formally broadcast. So ICCTV.com, sorry, um, is, is our URL, um, and a, a little subscribe there, put, your, put your, your details in, and then you can watch all of the other games. So, so all of the matches globally available, um, which is an mm -hmm. expansion in the, the coverage for us from, from what we've done at previous under-19 events, mm -hmm. um, but the interest is there. Um, so, so we're really excited to be able to, to profile all of the, the, the next generation of superstars, mm. um, which, which is, is what we're seeing. We don't know who they're going to be, but as, as I think Mike said earlier, you look through the list of world-class players now that first came to prominence at the Under-19 World Cup, and it's a really, really long list. Many of the international captains at the moment um, came through the Under-19 World Cup and first came to prominence. So, you know, 
we're excited to see who, who the next ones will be. Mm-hmm. Well, this is a question for both of you gentlemen. You know, you, we've had four global events now in the Caribbean. You know, how has the, the, the region evolved, really, in terms of hosting these elite ICC tournaments? Let's start with you, Farouk. Yeah, um, when we first started hosting ICC event in 2007, mm-hmm. you know, it was an opportunity for us to show the world that the West Indies capable of hosting World Craft events. You know, so far, the West Indies hosted four of those ICC right. events. And after the success we had in 2018, where we had sold out calls for the semifinals, the finals, and unprecedented attendance throughout the entire match, mm-hmm. we proved, proved that the West Indies are on par with any other cricket nation in the world. So I, I think we've established ourselves as, and I, I would say, the place to have cricket. And you know, when we host cricket in the West Indies, we bring a certain player that makes us attractive and everybody wants to come. So um, I, I think we've gone a long way from having. Um, very minimal uh, world class venues in 2007 to having nine, well, I'm sorry, 11 uh, mm-hmm. international broadcast mm-hmm. venues. Mm-hmm. And after this tournament, we have 21 venues now that meet ICC minimum standards. 21. So that's a big accomplishment. Mm. So 21, uh, yeah, that meet ICC minimum standards too. So, I mean, that's a big accomplishment. Mm-hmm. And that's what ICC tournament brings to the region. It allows us to evolve not only our image across the world, but the venues that we have. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Chris? Yeah, look, I'd echo what, what Faraz has said. I was, I was lucky enough to, be, uh, to, to live in Jamaica for two and a half years in the lead up to uh, Cricket World Cup 2007. So, and, and I've worked all of the ICC events that, that have been here uh, since then. And Cricket World Cup 2007 was a, was a catalyst for, for some major venue redevelopment throughout the region. Um, so a lot of work was done ahead of that event. And, and since then, we've been delighted to come back and bring world cricket events to this part of the world. Um, it's a fantastic place for people to come to and play. It's a fantastic place for people to, to enjoy and experience cricket. As Paul said, it's a unique place uh, in which to play cricket. Um, and we've been fortunate to work with Cricket West Indies as it, as it is now, West Indies Cricket Board of, of, of the past, with familiar faces who have experience. Fawaz was involved in 2007 and has been involved in each of those ICC mm-hmm, events mm-hmm. Um, that, that we've mentioned. So, you know, Stadia have developed and evolved and experience has, has been, been gained and critically retained. There's mm-hmm. a lot of people working at, at Cricket West Indies now that first came into cricket around Cricket World Cup 2007. So they've gained that experience and then what's been good for Cricket West Indies is that they've kept those people involved in the game and that makes running what are very complex events, a little bit easier because from our perspective, we're talking to people that know exactly what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They know how the region works. They know how the cricket is run here. And so a difficult exercise becomes a little bit easier because of that experience. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, very happy to, to have been involved in the event to date here. And, and we're looking forward to another one coming in 2024, the Men's T20 World Cup. Right. To be hosted by Cricket West Indies uh, along with, with the USA for the first time for, for a major ICC event. So um, we're actually going to take the opportunity of being in the region to, to chat, chat to Johnny at Cricket West Indies about starting the organization of that event. Oh, wonderful. Well, I want to thank you for coming through, Chris Tetley, of course, the ICC head of events, and Farouk Bash, of course, who's the tournament director. It certainly was a pleasure uh, having you on the show, and uh, let's talk again sometime soon. Pleasure. Thanks very much. Uh, Good night to you all. Thank you very much indeed. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to open the lines 
Uh, we're going to really get into the meat of that last game, look at some scores. I note with interest that uh, Smith is in the, the West Indies side, didn't bowl a ball, although you had six people bowling. What is that all about? And could we have had any difference in, difference in terms of strategy as we approach getting that 171 made by England? The other question is, should there be any changes made to the West Indies team? These are all things we'll talk about when we come back. Mason and Guest, Broughton Association, with our very good friends at ASFP White Rum, the best shot of the day. Good evening, and welcome to The Cricket Show, broadcasting around the world every Sunday from 6 to 9 p.m. blogtalkradio.com slash thecricketshow or fast bowl us an email with your questions and comments to thecricketshow at comcast.net. And now, let's talk cricket, lovely cricket. 41790 already. We've got a full board, and uh, we're going to certainly be talking to you. Uh, <laughs> Philo Wallace, you know, you know, you know, you expect a full board. And of course, we've got Mike Gatton, who's going to stay with us. I just saw he had a. And some water, so, so Mike is ready for, um, for the task. Now, the Barbados Cricket Association, they want you to come to Kensington Oval. And we've got two questions. In fact, last week we had two winners, and they certainly enjoyed the time at Kensington Oval. Let me remind you, the third game is on Wednesday, which is tomorrow, and then we uh, go into the weekend, the Saturday and the Sunday. So, let me give you the very first question and the lines of course are open here we go how many runs did the West Indies require in the final over of the T20 international against England to secure victory you remember that you remember that and how many did they actually make that of course is the second T20 that was played what I want to know from you how many runs were required in the last over, and how many runs did the West Indies actually make? Can we go and take a call? We can. Good evening. Good evening Good to you. Evening. Yes. Good evening, Mr. Bassett. Good evening. They were required 28 runs. They required 28 runs. In the last over. And how many did they get? They got 37. Well, then, if that was the case, then they would have won. No, 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 you you said you you said they required twenty eight runs. Yes, yes. Okay. No, you didn't make it. You you, you didn't make it. You didn't make it. Uh, let's take another call. Larry, can we can we take another call? I know uh, that uh, my very good friend Ken Husband, in, in 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 all white tonight, being very neutral with his colours, is coming. He's got his mask on. Lovely man. Watch your conduct. <laughs> how are you, my friend? How are you, Ken? Nice to see you. Hello, man. How are you? Hello, <laughs> looking like a young boy. He is a young boy. And of course, the other gentleman there is Mike Gatton. Have you ever heard of Mike Gatton? Uh, yes, of course, of course. Uh, that's just when he, he, when he was a youngster. <laughs> when he was a uh, youngster. Good evening to you, Mike. How do you do? <laughs> <laughs> I see you're keeping um, uh, uh, company with the intelligent attorneys at law. <laughs> All right, let's let's take another call. Can, can we? Forty-four one seven ninety. A ticket is an offer. Hello, welcome. Hello, welcome. Right, let's try this one. Hello, can we try this one? Hello, welcome. Ticket is an offer. 
Yes. Did you hear the question? Yeah, I heard the question. But I want to ask a question. Um, is the is the commentary coming over the coming over the um, radio? No, the commentary is not coming over the radio at all. That's unfortunate. Okay. Um, Hello. Okay. So um, twenty-eight. I would ask the try to ask the question. Twenty-eight was required. Yeah, and so it's 26. You got your radio on. That's 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 not correct. Yeah. Based on the information I have here, that's not correct. Can can we take another call? We want to know how many runs are required in that last over and how many West Indies made. Of course, they they lost by one run. Hello, welcome. A very good evening. Good evening. I want to pass on a question, but I want to make a quick comment. I'll try to speed it up. Okay. Um, my comments to the passing of Pelos' mom. Right. I know it would be very, very tough and hard, but I wish him well. Mm-hmm. Since your comments. Now, was there ever become a um, farmer selector, Courtney Brown and his wife, etc.? What's the latest on them? Well, I heard about them for some I think I think they're doing pretty well. You know? They're doing good. Okay. Yeah, I think they're doing pretty well. You know, he had a horrendous accident. Right, right. His wife is is, is okay. Okay. You know, he's he's coming. He's coming around. I've tried. To, to get him on the show on a couple of occasions, that hasn't worked out as yet. But let's yeah. hope some time. You wish him uh, well. Yeah, yeah. you wish him well. Uh, right. Now, I want to go on quickly with something else here. Mm-hmm. Now, um, selecting. This selector thing, I am I'm a bit concerned with selector. I feel that the selection is in your merit. You should keep yourself in the cricket. And all the selecting and all that pretty thing, once you mark your play, it got to be very glaring. Right. But you must be selected. So it's in your hand, really, to be selected. I want you all to really answer. I would hate to think a whole show will go on. Mm. And we hear this, this, this statement, the West Indian players, fearful of pace. Ooh. You all heard it? Yes. Well, well, mm. my, my, I, I'm afraid, afraid mm. of pace bowling. Mm. And we, 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 we are the experts, and, and as established pace, it's such a magnitude. Yes. And I hear saying about West Indian critics, fearful pace. So I am that. Well, what, what we can do, we can get a reaction from Mike Gatton on that. Have you heard that, Michael, that the, the modern-day West Indian batsman doesn't like pace bowling? Have you heard that? I, I can honestly say I haven't, no. Um, <laughs> I, I, might, might learn a, I might learn a bit more in March when I talk, start talking to a few people, but I certainly haven't, uh, haven't heard that through the grapevine. But uh, look, uh, everybody... Uh, Everybody uh, who played played plays cricket at that pace and you get some good pace bowlers. Mm. Uh, it's never never the most comfortable time. No, uh, it, it's the sort of thing that you've got to learn to to play and get out the way or, or do something. But uh, as I say, it, it's never never nice. Um, I wouldn't say you would love to go out and face it. Mm. Um, it's a challenge, but um, as I say, it's nothing you'd, you'd really like to do. But you've got to learn to play it. Yeah, but it proves your metal, though. It does. It proves your metal. That's that, that's yeah. very true. I regard you all. Okay, thank you, Raw. Let's try and see if we can get a winner. It heads to 714. Lots of calls. Hello, welcome, Mason and guests. Take it as an offer. Yes, yes Mr. Mason. Yes. Well, you wanted 30 runs, and you lost all the get pay nine. They wanted 30 runs. And get pay nine. Oh, my golly. Well, how did you come up with that, sir? Well, all right. That, 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 that's, not, that's not the answer that I have here, provided by the Barbados Criminal Association. 29, they wanted, 29, wanted, they wanted 29, the story was 142. There was 142. They were over the goal. Mm. Mm. They get 29 runs. So, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. So you're saying how many runs did they require? 
in the last over? They wanted. They wanted. That's the question, you know. How many runs? Not, not how many they got. How many did they require in the last over? Or did they require thirty runs to win? Mm-hmm. They get training. And they got twenty-nine. Yeah. Well, that, 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 that's not the answer that I have here. Let's take another call, can we? Uh, Ken? Yes. And, and Philo, you're disqualified. Yes. What's the answer? Yeah. Tell me, don't listen to your radio. 750 yeah. in the country. How many runs uh, do they require to, uh, in the last over? How many runs did the West Indies require in the last over? 29. 20, exactly. Uh, 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 yeah, and they, and yeah, 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 right. Of course, thanks to Stephen Leslie, who, who set the question up. Of course, um, Stephen, uh, wonderful man, um, communications director. The I hope I got your title right. Um, communications manager um, at the Barbecue Association. So they required 29 runs, and they got 20. So they lost by one run. So we got a winner. We got a winner. Um, Paula, what's your name? Anthony Callender. Anthony? Anthony Callender. Anthony Callender. What part of Barbados are you from? Are you from St. Philip? From St. Thomas. You're from St. Thomas. I thought you were from the Republic. From St. Thomas. Okay, fine. Okay. Well, well, Ken Husband, who's from St. Thomas as well, Borden and St. Michael. Are you always do everybody? Why you always get so long? You always do people business. you. What you can do, you can leave your, your name and your number with Ken. And, of course, we will be in contact with you uh, to make sure you go to Ken's in Denovo. Pardon me? Well, well, we're going to be in contact with you tomorrow. The Barbados Cricket Association will make that call to you. So, so just stay on the line. Ken will talk to you uh, off air. Thank you very much indeed for that. All right. So let's, let's, let's go back to a panel. Philo, what were you laughing about there? Philo? Andrew, yes, please, Andrew. It's <laughs> <laughs> very amusing. You had such an exciting game, and so many people had the wrong answer. You can imagine that. The very end of that game, you know, you, you had a question about Odin Smith, why he didn't bowl. Right. I think I think I think that Captain Pollard needs to make decisions for West Indies cricket. I'm dead serious here, Andrew. If you're gonna pick a man who's supposed to be the fastest bowler, right. and you don't bowl him, don't play him. Play the extra batsman. Don't look to embarrass people that kind of way. Mm. Because this is the man who we saw against Ireland and he looked good. Right. He was shaping himself into this kind of cricket. We saw him in the in, in the CPL, really bowling fast, getting good good rewards and, and, and stuff like that. And he's in the IPL auction as well. So you pick him as, as that kind of bowler. Mm-hmm. And Pollard didn't bowl a ball in the, in the series against uh, Ireland, but now no. he bowled four second T20 against England. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Four was no minus one for 32. Like, I, don't like, I don't like the message that he's sending. I don't like it. Mm. If you're not going to bowl a guy of that quality, don't play him. Tell the selectors, I'm not going to bowl him. I'm not going to play him. Mm. Give me the extra batsman. I see. And, 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 and I think I think we have this is West Indies cricket that we are dealing with, Mr. Pollard. I make some decisions for West Indies cricket. I am dead serious. It doesn't look good. And Odisman can't feel good either. He can't feel a part no, of that squad. No, no, no. It's not nice. 
No, I agree with Someone you. Makes the call. Six six men bold, Cottrell, Holder, Hossein, Allen, Pollard, Shepard, and no Odin Smith. Andrew, you cannot correct Ralph. Ralph is wrong. You have to do what is right. Mm. And I want Captain Pollard to do what is right for West Indies cricket. Mm. And I want that lead selector, the Honorable Dr. Desmond Haynes, panel, let him know the score. This is no private cricket anymore. This is serious cricket for points. Mm. We had two people from the ITC just on this program happy with what we're doing in the other 19s. We have a number of facilities that are coming through. Right. So facilities, and you have cricketers, and you have the right coaching system, then we can start seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. Mm. So you're going to you're going to unfair man like uh, Odin Smith. And I call it unfair. I, I watched the game, Andrew, and I, I said, shame. Yes, yes. The man in bowling. And then you're batting down behind you even bringing up the order for Sibyl. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't understand that. Position. I couldn't understand I that. Like it is not good for West Indies cricket. Let, let our cricket show the importance of unity and togetherness. Right. Don't make no decision based on no country. Make a decision based on West Indies cricket. Mm-hmm. And that is what McGatton and all the other cricketers around the world have known West Indies cricket for. People mm-hmm. making decisions for West Indies cricket. And I have another thing, too. Mm. I'm happy for, for Mario Shepard, but I'm saddened to know that he's looking at the IPL contract and playing for West Indies. I want Mario Shepard to focus on next three T20 games for West Indies. Right. Let us take care of this T20, this T20 series against England. Right. If we do well enough to beat them, let us beat them. And then what happens after the series, Mr. Shepard, I, I commend you what happens. I don't want you looking at that picture of IPL yet. Let us zone in on this three. 20 matches that are very important for us. Mm. We were defending champions a year ago, P20 competition, and now we're going to qualify us to qualify. So let us focus on this. I agree. Get the IPL out of your vision for right now Mm. and let's deal with this. And win. And win. That's true. Let's go and take another call, can we? Ken? Hello, welcome, Mason and Guest, 721 in the country. Hello, welcome. And good night. Good night. Mr. Mason. I was trying to get through, but I did not get through. Mm. My team was 142 at the end of the 19th over, which means in order to win, they wanted 30 runs, which would make them 172. They got 28 and lost by one run. Right. They said they wanted 29. Right. And did not get through, and that was the wrong answer. Mm. They were 142 at the end of the 19th over. Right. So they would have to get 30 runs because England scored 171. So right. Run more. Right. Scored 170 and scored 28 runs. Mm. So they ended up at 170 and lost by one run. So therefore, the answer that was you gave the ticket to was incorrect. So, I just so wanted to let you know that. So, 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 so you're saying um, because the, 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 these obviously would have been provided for me. You're saying that they need required 30 runs and not 29. Is that what you're so saying? It was 142 at the end of the 19th over. Right. But three and. Philo Wallace has gone to his uh, has gone to his um, has gone to his cell phone. Uh, I think he I think he's going to calculate. Philo, is 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 the gentleman right? Well, you check that. I want to compliment you, Philo, and Doctor Lord on an excellent program. No, 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 not Doctor Lord, Doctor Ford. Doctor Ford, sorry. Adrian Lord, Adrian Lord is in the athletics. Okay, I do believe that, Philo. They also play a more Definitely. vital role yes. in the West Indies cricket, apart from just the subcommittee he serves on. Right. He has a brilliant knowledge on the West Indies cricket. Mm. And he has West Indies cricket. Fill off for president. Fill off for president. You never know, because I understand that um, 
Yeah, I understand. My very good friend is, is not coming back. You never know. I operate in a leading capacity in many associations. I know it's not easy to do the job that everybody wants you to right. do. But I would think that Philo is as destiny cricket at heart. Right. And I understand Paulus' tactics. The wicket was holding, and Paulus thought that his guide and tricks would do better than bowling the pace up of um, the young Right. I think that he deserves to bowl because he was picked to bowl. Mm. I'm impressed with West Indies cricket, and I'm glad that these youngsters come through. Right. And, and I would like to see some more changes mm. and forget about these towers that we work with. Mm, I see. But he used to do a fantastic job, and if I'm right, if it's with that number, I think you owe me your ticket. Yeah, indeed. All right. Well, 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 Philo, Philo, is he right? Philo? <laughs> Philo, you're muted. Uh, quite strangely, you're muted, I'm, Philo. I'm, I'm trying I'm try to get it, Andrew. I'm trying to get it. Dr. Ford, Dr. Ford is the caller, right? Is the call, I mean, I mean, the, the, I was given this. What, 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 what the caller said mathematically is, is right, but of course the question is, is that where the game was? But I think this is the second weekend of yes. all that. Uh, the, the answer to the question. <laughs> yeah, well, well, don't blame me. Don't, don't blame me. Don't blame me. Uh, don't, don't blame me at all. Uh, but, but, but of course, Philo, can, can you check the scoreboard for me there? Pull up the scoreboard. Philo, and of course, we need to be for over. That's the thing you gotta get. The, 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 the question, the question that was given to me. If you can find it, yes. You, go, you Google the second test and go to commentary. And right. at the end of every over, it tells you what the score is. Right, right. We're that. gonna get it. We're gonna get it. We're gonna get it. The, the West Indies side required, well, how many runs in the last over and how many they made. So, 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 how many runs did they did, did they make, caller? Yeah, and then in the 19th over, it said there were 142 for That's eight. That's right. The end so in order to win, you had to score one run more than us. More run, more run, more than England. It should mean that you had 30 and 142. It was 172. Right. But England scored 171. Right. Or 28, and you end up one run less than England. Right. So the yeah, answer... The 28 is 28 over, correct. That's right. So you... Yeah. So Andrew, you're going to have to check the answers to these questions. Well, indeed. Indeed. All right, well, call up. You've been so brilliant. Uh, what we're going to do, we're going to take your name, um, and I'll leave it with the Barbados Cricket Association to make that decision. All right. Um, all right. Okay. Well, well we, got another, we got another question lined up. Um, just want to see my guys on Zoom, if that's possible. And, of course, we will give you the question pretty soon. I'm sure that this one is absolutely correct. This one is absolutely correct. So, um, okay. So, so just, just hold on. We're going to go, of course, to uh, Ken. Ken, can you take the caller's uh, information? And the BCA may have to give it a couple more tickets. I'm sure they don't mind. Um, Mike, in terms of the, the England side, um, do you expect any changes for the third game? It's a vital game tomorrow. You expect any changes? Um, I think they will make some changes. Uh, you know, just looking at the squad, I mean, uh, there's a guy called Phil Salt in there who's a, who's at least make me better. Um, you, you'll have Ganton, who's who's uh, come in, who's a, a pretty pretty decent sort of uh, left arm seamer. You know, right. he's We've got we've got three three or so. So, um, you know, it, it really does 
you know, Tyrone, Tyrone Mills hasn't had a Tyrone Mills hasn't no. had a bowl yet either. David Payne's the other left armour. So yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, with all the guys and, and Harry Brooks, the other batter we've got. So um, I'd be surprised if they didn't, because you know, Owen Morgan did say at the start of the, the, the series that you know it's come here to to give some people some experience and uh, and go from there. Mm. Obviously, he doesn't want to lose. Uh, I can tell you that for nothing. But, um, you know, there, there's some really good cricketers in there. Liam Livingston hasn't played yet, and I think you'll like to see him play some cricket. He's a really good cricketer. He bowls uh, leg breaks and off breaks, mm-hmm. uh, right, right-handed, and he's, he, he whacks the ball really long way. Right. Um, and he's a, he's, a, he's a very interesting cricketer, one of those that I, I hope that might just try and get himself into test group because to have somebody who can bowl leg spin and off spin mm-hmm. uh, in your team really does... Uh, Make a huge difference if he can bowl it well, uh, and he bats. He bats excitingly, mm-hmm. uh, but it's, you know whether he can actually uh, temper it to, to Test cricket or not. I don't know, but uh, he's certainly a huge talent. So yeah, look, I, I think uh, it's about giving some people a go, but I don't think they want to lose a series. To be honest with you, Andrew, right. I think they really want to win. So uh, they'll have to temper that one way or another. But I, I expect they're going to make one or two changes. Just here. before we go back to the telephones at seven twenty-eight, how do you rate? Um, Morgan as a captain. Do you like him as a captain tactically, Mike? Look, he's a, he's a very he's, he's a good manager of people, and you know a lot about captaincy is not necessarily you know making the right decision at the right time. It's about managing people and getting the best out of people. Right. I mean, he's one of the few that stuck with some like Adil Rashid. A lot of captains would have probably pushed him to one side, but he he, he tried to build Adil Rashid up, and and mm. it's because he supported Adil Rashid and and got him through. I mean, that was very good man management. Very, very good indeed. And, you know, you've got different people in your team. So it's about managing the players as much as anything else, as well as trying to obviously get the right bowlers at the right time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think uh, as much as anything, um, I think he's a good round, good all-round sort of guy, tactically and obviously man managing. Um, so, uh, you know, for me, yes, I think he's, uh, he's done a really good job uh, for the players. What do you think about um, Karen Pollard as the captain? Uh, look, uh, uh, Karen is is, uh, is is a is a is a big big unit in, in many ways. Uh, <laughs> as, uh, uh, he's, 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 a, he's a huge imposing cricketer. I, I haven't seen him do it enough to be perfectly honest. Um, mm. And you know, no, for me, um, I really like Jason Holder. I thought Jason was a was a very good captain mm-hmm. uh, when he was around. And Sadly, he, he isn't doing it anymore. But uh, look, you, you do have to have different people at different levels sometimes, and you know, uh, to make up your squad, and you have to find somebody in there to do the job. So um, I can only hope Kieran will, uh, you know, will give people a chance. But obviously, he seems to have uh, hit on a on, on the fact that Mr. Odin Smith didn't get a bowl, and he's uh, he's a rather lively cricketer. And actually, mm. one thing that people do say. Uh, in, the, in these games, spin and pace are, are, are the things that might get you wickets, and mm. they're always very, very useful to get in in one-day cricket. So, uh, yeah, it might have been a very strange decision. But, you know, again, captains are going to make a decision on the pitch. Right. And it might have been that the slower bowlers or the slower pitch might be harder to get away. Right. Or pace up the ball. You know, you, you have to make that decision. So it's very hard to criticise anybody, certainly when I'm in the UK, let alone in Barbados, where I'd like to be. Um, but uh, no, look, it, it is difficult, um, and as I say, um, to, to try and sort of say whether he's a good captain or not is, is, is a bit beyond uh, my, 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 my remit because I haven't seen enough. 
All right. Well, of course, we're going to talk to you about um, uh, your test captain a little bit later on. Um, Joe Root, can he hold on to the, the job after that ashes trashing? We'll look at that in a minute. But let, let's, let's go to the president of the Barbers Cricket Association, Mr. Conde Riley, um, to speak to us for a couple of minutes. Hello, Conde. How are you? Conde? Good. Where are you? Where are you? Are you, are you at Kensington Noble? No, I'm, I'm not. Okay. No. I've, been there, I've been there for the last couple of days. All right. Well, well, I wouldn't ask you where you are. I was just kidding as, as usual. Now, Conde, people have been struggling to get into Kensington Oval. Have you solved the problem and the process should be smooth tomorrow? Well, actually, it was smooth on Sunday. It was a bit um, uh, frustrating on Saturday, but, you know, the, the COVID protocols had to be um, taken care of to make sure it's safe of everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that was solved by Sunday. It should be okay tomorrow. It should be. So, so what are your expectations in terms of the crowd tomorrow, Conde? Uh, Kansas and Over is supposed to be sold out. We're going to sold a full stadium. Right. But the COVID will be uh, 50%. Mm. In the um, stands, I think um, 75, 70% in the boxes. Right. And, you know. I see. So, so, so you expect what? But around 50% again tomorrow? Or the, just around fifty percent. Yeah, we we, yeah, we can easily um, you know so we can sell eighty percent, hundred percent, but right. because of COVID, yeah, we 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 are you know half capacity. I I see. Yeah. Oh, I see. Interesting. Interesting. Um, there's been some concern, Conde, about the pitch. Steve Armiston doesn't like it. Mike Gatton has had his concerns about it, and Phil Wallace. What are you saying to your ground staff? Well. Um, we played a couple of practice matches against England, and the scores were very high. They mm. uh, won against England, the Barbados team, and won against um, uh, the West Indies team. Uh, but as you know, the Kes Oval has been on lockdown. Right. Um, actually, I thought it looked pretty good to me when I looked at it. Um, but we always, you know, I find that a team will bat badly, and they will say the pitch. Mm. And I think we'll bat on the same pitch, and they'll say, you know, oh, we have a problem. It's all about adjustment. I understand that at any pitch, you know, you want to see a flat, flat, flat pitch. Right. But it looks flat in these two warm-up games. We get one against England and one against West Indies. And um, if you watch how West Indies batted in the first game, mm-hmm. and how they batted in the last five overs, I think the pitch was a major um, um, uh, area of concern. Mm, mm, I see. Doc, um, any questions for, for President Conde Riley? Uh, Conde, how have the members been coming out? The, right. the members there felt a bit, a bit quiet. Uh, the uh, members are hmm. at the same, the same protocol. We we had fifty uh, percent in the, me- in the members area. Hmm. Um, and it, it, it's a COVID environment, right. so really, the way it looks and so on is one thing. But then you have to take into consideration that hmm. we have fifty percent. Um, capacity. Um, it would look a bit sparse and so on, but as I said, we could have sold out Kensington Oval mm-hmm. a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, how about the the length of time it takes to get into the ground? Are you satisfied with the with the procedures and and you know the how smooth it is to get into the ground? Well, yeah, the first day was a concern, but I think that um, that has been sorted out for Sunday. It was sorted out for Sunday. And tomorrow it should be a much smoother uh, thing. But you know, when once you have to like give your ID number, 
Right. Not to show your your um mm-hmm. your lap. You give your ID number. There's an app that they're using. They put it in the computer, and obviously that will take a minute or two longer than normally just to show mm-hmm. your ticket and go in. Mm-hmm. So that 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 was um the major problem on Saturday. But everybody stands know what to what to do. You don't have to walk with your uh, medical sorry your vaccination certificate. You go. You give your ID number. And the app will tell them once they put the ID number there, give them your name right. and your vaccination status. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's moving pretty smoothly now. I know that initially there was a, a protocol that that called for for the wearing of masks uh, during the game, uh, unless yep. you were eating or anything. How, how practical has that been looking on mm. uh, during the game? Well, on Saturday, I, I wasn't watching it on TV and so on, but I observed that a lot of people were, you know, wearing their masks properly. And, um, and some people um, didn't have one mask at all. And uh, that's something that we're trying to correct for the last three games in terms of having monitors to, like, you know, just start talking to people and tell them, listen, you're supposed to put the mask above your nose and things like that. Mm-hmm. It's hard to police, you know, uh, 7,000 people, but it is something that is needed by the mm-hmm. COVID-19 unit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, we're trying to get that, you know, in place. And we have a monitor to just guide the people. Just, you know, give them a reminder, listen, you must be warm properly. If you're not eating or drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, some people say, man, I watching cricket all over the world, football, and anything about a mask. I say, but that is that country. Right. In our country, you have to wear your mask properly. Mm-hmm. But over a day, you know, over a well, it's not really a day because it's 20 games. Yeah, standards drop, and um, you have to have people there that, you know, correct that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I will be first to admit that that it wasn't being observed by a lot of patrons as mm-hmm. I observed. Mm-hmm. On TV, you'll see it probably a bit, you know, more vividly. But from what I observed, um, at the ground, yeah, some people were really, you know, ridiculous. I see. Um, just before you go, Conde, what about the numbers coming into the to the country? Um, how, how many English? Um, you have an idea as to how many have come in to watch the games from England? Um, it's my understanding that for this yeah, one day, right. that there are about, about four to 5,000 people on the island. Four to 5,000? Yeah, lot, there's a lot more demand for the test matches. Um, for the test match, sorry. And um, the major um, consideration is COVID. Right. And uh, we are 50%. So we have to find something for those people to do. Mm-hmm. Because they're here to watch cricket, you know? Mm-hmm. Um but it's something we've been working on. We have had meetings with the local organizing committee for the last five, six weeks. Right. And we try to get it right, you know. Mm-hmm. Which is a different time. Mm. Normally, you know, we would just flood you over. But because of COVID, we have to uh, put safety first. I see. Conde, thanks for coming through and talking to us. Always a pleasure to speak to you. Enjoy the rest of your evening. And stay safe. Thank you. All right. That's Conde, really president of the Barbers Cricket Association, 738. In the country, can we take a couple more calls? Of course, we've got another question, and we will certainly get to that shortly. Ken says we can take a call, can uh, we? Not at the moment. 4341790. 441790. Thanks to you, Ken. Uh, are you Ken or Ken Roy? Are you all? Hello, everyone. Well, let's take a call. Man. I will. Hello, welcome, Mason and Guest. Another three minutes left in the show. Hello, welcome. Good evening. Good evening to you. Mr. Mason? Yes. Listen, I want to say something, right? Yes. I I see uh, we had a man called Russell who 
up, not, not to prepare for the rest. He's not gone on either one, right? Mm. I would have that Pollard do the same thing. I can't understand how Pollard could got a few off, off, off his fastest bowler. Right. And and you you're looking to win a match. Mm. And you don't bowl that bowler. You ain't bowl. Pollard, for me, Pollard is a square thing in the wrong hole. Ooh. Pollard ain't doing that to the cricket. Mm. Just be careful with your language. Watch your conduct. You know, Ken tells me that all the time. You don't want to get anyone into trouble. I'm sure you want okay, this program okay. to continue, right? So just, just seize and settle. Okay, what I'm saying, right? Mm. I, I think Pollock could get, Pollock can claim her. I let, I let Perron talk to the team. Oh, you, claim yeah. her. Oh, my golly. Oh, my golly. All right, thanks for your contributions. Can we sneak a couple more before we go back? We can. Hello, welcome, Mason and guests. Hello, hello. Good evening. Yes, hello. Is that Carolyn again? <laughs> Yeah, I want to try again. Yeah, okay. You want to try again? Okay, well, well, yeah. Carolyn, what are we going to do? Um, you know the first game that was played? Yes, please. Who was the man of the match in the first game that was played? Yes, who was the man of the match? I, I don't know. Oh, come on, I, Carolyn. Come I, on. All I remember is that you rested this minute. Yes, we won the game, but I want you to tell me who was the man of the match and, 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 and give me his bowling figures? Can you do that? Okay, okay. I, Can I give you a clue, Carolyn? Carolyn? Yeah, Carolyn yeah, is a business song about Carolyn. Yeah, um, yeah, the, 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 the man of the match is, is a Barbadian. Oh, is it, uh, is it, was it? It's yeah, not Phil Wallace, he's long retired. And, and, and Mike Gavin doesn't qualify. Was that Jason Holder? Jason Holder. Jason Holder. Oh, yes. Jason Holder is the man. Yes, Carolyn. Yes. So, yes, you, yes. so we're going to be sending you to Kensington Oval, and you may even get a chance to visit the president's box to meet Conde Riley. I can set that up for you. So, Carolyn, you're a winner. Yes, Jason was brilliant with the four wickets he took. He was absolutely brilliant. What's your last name, Carolyn? Is it Carolyn Mason? Edwards. Oh, Carolyn Edwards. All right. Yes, well, please. All right. So... Um, your good friend Ken Roy is, is taking your, your <laughs> he's taking your name, but but of okay. of course you stay on the line. We'll take your number, okay. and we will certainly okay. make sure that Carolyn goes to cricket. I'm sure that the BCA would be happy to have you on the show. I'm happy to be there. Wonderful, right? If I had the authority, I would give away another ten tickets, but I don't. I don't want to be charged by the BCA for giving away tickets that that I don't have. All right, 740 in the country. Can we take a couple more calls? Uh, I think we can do that. Uh, we're going to try to get to Richard Prof Edwards to ask him about the pitch because it has come under some criticism. Um, Mike, if I can come back to you now, um, you, you were mauled in the ashes. I know we're going to spend some time, of course, uh, looking for the next 15 minutes or so in relation to the, to the match upcoming. Why do you think that England played so poorly in the ashes and do you think that Joe Root can hang on to the captaincy? Look, I think uh, the preparation was, was just uh, non-existent, really. They played two matches, uh, and you're playing against uh, Australia and Australia, and it's, it, it's not the best preparation. They've been in the bubble for the best part of two years as well, which uh, uh, I would have a clue how they must think or feel at the moment. Um, and it's not, it's, not, uh, it's not making excuses. It's just the fact that when you go to somewhere like Australia, you need to prepare properly. You need to have two or three decent warm-up matches uh, to understand the sort of, uh, I suppose, the intensity that the Australians play their cricket um, and just to get used to, you know, the, the, the sort of atmosphere that's around a test series. So, 
you know, a few of them have been there before. They, under, they understand, but um, you know, the preparation is, so, is such, something you really need. And um, I know Australia hadn't played many Test matches uh, in, in the lead up to it. They played a bit of Sheffield Shield cricket, which uh, you know, three or four of them had had some good run outs in some very tough cricket. So, look, I'm not trying to make excuses. Some of our guys didn't do the basics well enough. We didn't catch well enough. Um, and if you drop catches over there, mm. you've got no chance of winning a test match mm. or any test match come to that. So, look, we didn't play very well, full stop. Um, we didn't uh, get any runs at the front end, no. um, whether that's due to, to, to technique, to, to, to whatever. We were very worried about that when we first started anyway, most of us who are looking at the team. So you, you've just got to say, look, we, we got outplayed. We, we didn't prepare properly. And if you don't prepare properly, then you're never going to play well. And, and, you know, it doesn't matter whether it's England, whether it be any test team. If you don't prepare well enough, you mm. won't, you're preparing to fail. Uh, and, uh, you know, for me, two warm-up matches against yourselves is, is no preparation for a no. test series. Especially no. coming up against a, an attack that, that they had. Uh, and, and credit to the Australians when they lost some, some players. They brought somebody in. They performed really well. So, um, no excuses. Um, I, as I say, when I say no excuses... If you don't prepare well, you're never going to play well. Um, Joe Root tried his best. Um, others were rusty, like Joe, you know, Ben Stokes. You know, I thought it might give the team a bit of a boost. And then there were some strange decisions, to be fair. Uh, why we didn't play somebody like Broad or Anderson. I know Anderson wasn't fit for the first test match, but Broadie probably should have played on a, mm. on a wicket that was, was doing a bit. And there were, there, were, there were questionable decisions. And again, when you're not out there, you don't quite understand. But, you know, when you, mm. when you think of it, to the three or four days rain before a test, test match at Brisbane, uh, cloudy day, you win the toss, you know, you, you, and, and you haven't played Broad, who's actually got a bit of a hex on Warner. Uh, and Warner goes and gets 90 on in the first test match, something you didn't really want. So, look, there were some strange things happening. Um, but, you know, we, we, mm. we, uh, mm. you know when, when you look ahead, you say, oh, if we can get away with something at, at mm. Brisbane mm. And, and then, you know, we get away with something, you know, and wait for the day-night match, which is two test matches away. If you, if you lose the first two test matches, you're history anyway. Mm. Why not try and win the test match uh, first up and, and try and be positive about what, what, what you're doing as a team? So, yeah, there, there, there were many, many things in there, I think, that, mm. that uh, didn't bode well, to be fair. Mm-hmm. All right, let, let, let's go to the creator, Richard Prof Edwards, um, who's going to join us now. Richard, uh, good evening to you. How are you? I'm fine, Andrew. I'm, I'm good. Good, okay. What, what, are, what are the expectations in terms of the pitch tomorrow? Well, I mean, the, the pitch is uh, uh, going to be a, a, a new one as well that we're using. It's been rolled out. It's, it's pretty hard. To some, I think a bit more grass than you saw in the second pitch. But uh, it's been rolled out. It's been baking in the sun. It's, uh, mm. It should be good, a good uh, pitch for, for, for cricket, I would think. It's not going to be... I wouldn't think it would give a hell of a lot of help uh, to, the, to the bowlers, but it's, so the ball should come on to the bat. It would be a good pitch, I would say. Mm. Yeah, well, there's been some criticism of the pitch for the first um, T20-year reaction. I don't... I didn't see anything happening, really. I saw an over that that Jason holds the balls to Owen Morgan, which he, I, I don't think he touched any of these six balls he touched. Mm. The ball lifted, lifted and went through. I thought it was uh, a, a extremely good over. It, it wasn't flying from a good length. It was the balls pitched back. Ball is six foot seven or six foot eight. Right. But with his height, he was getting the balls to bounce. 
uh, the other end, uh, the left arm pacer, he got a few books to come through. But by and large, uh, I thought a lot of the dismissals at the beginning were soft uh, by England and they, they lost wickets before they realized what had happened. Five were out. Mm, I see. So, so then the criticism, in your view, is unjustified. Well, I, I, I didn't see anything particularly wrong with the pitch. The, the, the ball wasn't scuttling along the ground. Uh, there, is, there are patches that the grass is a lot heavier than in other areas uh, and hadn't been fully rolled into the pitch. Mm. And therefore, you would get perhaps the ball skidding off a little bit more than, than it might have off the other bare patches. Right. But it wasn't a pitch that was, was a minefield or any, anywhere near that, you could, you could say. And then in second pitch, the ball came through at, at, at good height right through. I heard one of the commentators talking about me, realized that I must be blind because I couldn't see the ball mm. sticking in the pitch. Mm. The, ball stayed, the ball came off at even height, and I saw England bowl at the, uh, bowl very well with the new ball. They ran in and bowled. West Indies seemed that they'd forgotten that they got wickets in the first match with, with their fast bowlers trying to bowl. Right. The spinners came in with the attack after three overs, and it, it looked like they, they were trying something. To, to do something that looking for something to do when they just should have come in and, and really hit the deck right. hard and, and, and bowl, bowl properly. The, the bowling was very very weak at the beginning, I thought, for West Indies. Mm-hmm, I see. Mike, Mike you, you, you're in England. You, you, your reaction to what Richard Proffer was just said? Um, I'm a long way away, so um, I'm a bit, bit like Proffer. He didn't obviously see very much, so I, I certainly saw a bit on TV and listened to things. But, you know, look, at the end of the day, um, England, England probably did uh, not play as well as they, they mm. might have done in mm. the first, first, uh, first, few, uh, mm. first few sort of matches. I see. Uh, uh, Mike, the, is, is that, is that your dog trying to get in there in the back? That's a great day. It, it might well be. He's wondering why I'm not in bed yet. Oh, okay. Well, we've got another 10 minutes left. <laughs> because it's getting I, close to 12 o'clock. Yeah, yeah okay. We, we, we're going to let you go very, very soon. I heard that. But, but I, will, rough, rough I, will, just will say, I will say that... Uh, I expect Wayne Daniel might be my old teammate, the Middlesex. Wayne Daniel might be up and about. Oh moment. yes, so oh, he's, he's in the gap. Wayne, I'm sure uh, <laughs> he might well be, but uh, no, I'd love, love to see, I'm looking forward to seeing him and, and Roland Butcher as well when we uh, yes. get back out in March. So. We, we got another well, ten minutes left in the show, so stay with us, please. Stay okay. Um, just just go back to Richard Prop Edwards. Any questions, gentlemen, for Richard, our fellow yeah, doctor board? Richard. Or to be honest, I don't say anything wrong with the pitches. I saw England got it wrong in the first game, and they do the reassessed in the second and got it to a decent right. total. Third surface, Richard, is it going to be even Stevens with the boundaries? Because you saw the second, mm. you had a long side and a short side. Right. Most of the yeah. obviously looking. Well, the you know, side. yeah. Well, there are six pitches in the block, so we were. Mm. We were I think we played on his, on number two in the first match, and then number five on. Last last match, so that was nearer to the western side, so the boundary would be a little shorter. I mean, this point would be labored about the short side. It's shorter than the other side, but it was by no means a, a, a very small boundary. So I mean, it was again, it was belabored mm. in part about the short side, the short side, and so everybody looking to hit the ball with the short side, and we're getting into trouble. So it, the next pitch is, I think, uh, is uh, he's playing is uh, uh, number three. So that would be more in towards the middle of the of the, the block. So it would be pretty even on both sides. Thank you. And this this, this third pitch will have on a bit more grass. Right. It should be true. It should be even. It should truly bounce to the competition because I feel who's seen hit through the line, the ball to hit through. Yep, yep, yep. 
if you hit it through the light of the ball, mm. that is telling me the surface is good. Yeah. Yeah, I thought I saw I, I was saying that, that at the second pitch the ball the bounce was even, the ball came through good and uh it was not the extravagant bounce that you saw that, that Jason was getting in the first mm. in, uh first match. Said that in the second match neither he or the other uh bowlers straight really hit whack the ball into the pitch hard. Right. You didn't see one of the bowlers pass bowlers ball at all. So you know, it was a, it was kind of strange to me that it looked like he was saying, "Well, we we got them out with the fast bowling now in the first match. Let's let's see if we can trick them and and bowl slow bowling and get them out as well." Yeah, it, it, it was a very strange thing. Their England bowlers, Topley, and uh, came in and bowled. I thought really well. Very well. Mm-hmm. Coming through, getting the balls in the swing about, and he put pressure on the West Indies and uh, and the crazy run out by by Shea Hope to start it off. I mean, it was ridiculous to begin with, with, with that. And uh, and when the, I mean, West Indies lost by one run. But having said that, the match was done and dusted at 45 for six or whatever it was. It was lucky to scramble those runs in the end to make it look more more decent. But it was really, I don't think that they were in the game at all. I see. Well, Richard, we want to thank you very much indeed for coming through and speaking to us. Um, always a pleasure to talk to you. Going on? I can all like to know Right. Okay. Thank you very much indeed. Hello. All right. So th- thanks to you, Richard. All right. We've got another couple of minutes left in the show. Of course, this is a show of variety. Let's go and speak now to Chetman Shortup. Of course, you know him, um, Dr. Andrew Ford. He's going to spend the last couple of minutes with us on the show. Chetman, the man, the party stand. Um, how have things gone for you there at the party stand at Kensington? Chetman, good evening to you. Good evening to you all. Uh, actually, we're, we're working still. Oh, oh you're working hard. Uh, we're working all into the night because what happened is that we normally take two months to build this out, but we only got 14 days' notice. So, although we have already started, we continue to work every day and night to make sure that we reach the standard of the Bobby um, Four Beach Party stand. So, we're working all in now. I, I know. We're not going to take up too much of your time. But how how is it gone though in terms of participation for the first uh, two uh, two games? Well, for the Pakistan itself, it was kind of slow. Right. Like, I have good news. I can report for March now. That is the opposite. We have ticket sales are going very well for March. Oh yes, and and so you expect a uh, uh, capacity crowd for the Pakistan in, in March. In March. Mm. Yep. And we really feel so because one of our days are sold out already. Oh, wonderful. So it's, yeah, it's the opposite from what is going on right now mm. um, for the party time. But we're glad about that because it gives us time. Right, to, to really plan. And it, right, and it gives us time now to make look at all the protocols and make sure we are executing them properly. Because mm. if we were swarmed with a full crowd the first day, you know, I things would not have run as smooth. But no, we have the protocols in place. Right. Everyone knows. That when they go to the bar, they must wear a mask. When they go to the bar, they must wear a mask. When they go for food, they must wear a mask. Oh, I see. So, so know, are we actually going to put that in place now. So, in terms of numbers on the on the first day, how, what would you say? How, how many would you have? The first day in March? No, no, no. The, 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 the first day, uh, uh, the first T20 on, on on the weekend on Saturday. How, how many did you have? Right, we don't know. They're, they're buying tickets all they know online, so we right. don't know that. Right. But we know the weekend will be better because, right. because not only because of them, but a lot of the locals obviously are up there for the weekend. Right. Because I, I want to play 
200 artists to come in the party. So I every day for, you know, holding mm. up like this. I will wait to see how the match is going. And if they don't have a winner after the third, I will come down for the weekend. Yeah, yeah. So it's like a lot more people for the weekend. Mm. Just before you go, remind us of, of the, the cost to get into the party stand and the packages. Right. To get into the party stand is 100 U.S. 100 but U.S. We have, but we have 75 U.S. tickets for for friends apart by four for locals. Okay. Right? But it's, the basic cost is 100 U.S. For that, you get five chicks. One is a food chick, right. which entitles you to food. You have an option between chicken, fish, macaroni pie, mm. rice. They're not the usual thing, thought salad, right? <laughs> and then you put then you, then you five spring chicks to get you any drink from the bar. Oh. So say, right? So say you went and you saw Johnny Walker Black, you just have to give a chick, you get Johnny Walker Black. Mm. If you like beer, you can use them on beer. Mm. You know, if you like water, you can use them on water. Mm. You know, what I do in my kit is, you know, I use them on what I like. Mm. So, therefore, <laughs> it's not water. We know that, Chetwin. I will buy my water. I use my chair on what I like. Right. So I have the Charlie Walker Black. Or I have a, a Remy Martin. Mm. Or I have some good monkey rum. I see. Uh, 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 I, I, I see. <laughs> but, who, so that's we, but we are looking forward, you know, to, to take care of all who comes down. Mm. But really and truly, we, we know March is going to be mm. a lot bigger and, and a better. lot better. Right. But if you want to come out and have a nice line, mm. um, you can come and have a nice line with us this mm. weekend or tomorrow. Wonderful. Okay. Well, well, we, we'll, okay. we'll certainly want to continue to promote um, um, here on Mason and Guest to encourage people to, to come and, and be with you in the party stand. Jackman Short, I want to thank you very much indeed. And no doubt you're looking forward to crop over in, in June? Yes, you're looking forward to crop over. <laughs> Definitely. And have you, spoke, have you spoken to Mia Morton, the Prime Short, Minister? Listen, Jackman yes. Short says so. There will be a crop over. It might not be a normal crop over. Right. Just, right. But there will be events. And we will put the protocols in place. Mm-hmm. And we will follow the guidance from health. Right, okay. right, indeed. Okay. We want to thank you. Right, thank continue, you. continue the good work at the region's mecca. All right, thank you too. Wonderful, right. varied program tonight. Of course, we talked to those guys at the ICC and the, the, the under nineteen tournament. We thought it was important to speak, of course, to the president, Mr. Conde Riley, and also as well. Sometimes we, we don't um, talk to them a lot, but those people involved in, in things like the party stand. So it was good to. Here from Chetwin Short. Gentlemen, just a couple of minutes left in the show. Let's start with you, Philo. The West Indies up against England tomorrow. Would you make any changes to the West Indies team, Philo? Well, Andrew, they're playing, they're playing she hope at the top of the order. Yes. I think you remember a couple of months ago, they said that, that experiment was going to stop. Uh, I saw Kyle Mears doing his warm-up game, and he, he got a few runs. Mm-hmm. So, to me, I, 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 Sometimes you feel like he still has gloves on. He doesn't wrap his fingers around the ball long enough. Mm. Now, if you look at it, she had a top of the order. Is he the right fit for Brandon King? Uh, that, to me, that, that is a, a, a tipsy-turvy uh, kind of decision. Knowing that she needs to make just go with the same level because the only other person I could see coming in there and just to add a little muscle would be, would be Kyle Mears. Okay, I mean, yeah. I mean, really need, I mean, really need to ex- 
exploit the full potential of Odin Smith. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I, I agree with that. I, think I agree with you, Philo. Yeah, let, let him come in and ball hard, man. You know, and, 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 he, and he's also good to, yeah, if it is batting. Because we, we could have even toy with the idea, as I said to some of my friends, of maybe even promoting him. You had 170 to win. You, you, he's not bowling. Why not send him maybe up for and say to Mr. Smith, look, I would love for you to get 30 or so because I want to make it easier for the people coming behind you. That would have been a consideration as well. But they didn't do it. Yeah, so, the only other thing is the top Andrew. I don't know if they will change the interest in 11, but right. three at the top. Right. Keep it well. And I don't know. Porat mm. is number three. So I don't think there'll be any changes to that 11 Andrew. And I just want to wish them the very best tomorrow. Mm. I hope that they can beat England. Beating the number one T20 team in the world right. must call for some kind of celebration. I agree. I agree. Final words with you. We have the tools to do it. Right. Final words with you, Michael. Do you expect um, um, this to be a very competitive, uh, but already very competitive, 1-1? One, one. Um, look into your crystal ball. Who do you think will win it? Look, I, I, think, uh, I think at the moment in time, I think England are in a good place. Um, right. And they've got, uh, as I say, got some reserves to come in as well. And I think uh, mm. Tymel Mills will be an interesting addition to the squad. And I think... Uh, Maybe somebody like a Liam Livingston and a George Ganton, who, who uh, uh, Garton, sorry, Garton, not Ganton, Garton wants to come in, and David Payne too. So I think there's there's plenty of options for them uh, to change, and I think, uh, as I say, um, I, I'm looking forward to see Liam Livingston do a bit and, and, and Ty Mel as well, who can bowl really quick. Mm. Um, so it, it'll be uh, it'll be good, and of course you're. Your, your your lovely Bayesian cricketer and Chris Jordan, who uh, oh, yes. we've we, we've we've uh, managed to nab as well, mm. um, is, is always there and thereabout to produce some very good performances as well. So um, no, I think I think at this moment in time, having said that, you get some early wickets, right? See what happens. But if you don't get early wickets, I think uh, we've got uh, some pretty decent depth in in the batting down there. Two two things before you go. Firstly, tell us about the importance of Joffa Archer. I know he's had some injuries. How good is Joffa Archer, and what does he mean to England cricket? Well, he's another lovely Bayesian cricketer um, who who we managed to, to to sneak from you. Yes, I mean, I just we know that. <laughs> I, I just can't I just can't believe Wayne Daniel never played as many Test matches, but he was so good for Middlesex. I, I'm very happy to have had him um, as well. But uh, no, it's amazing. I mean, Joffa is has been a fabulous cricketer. Um, Sadly, the injury has made it very difficult. And, and elbows for bowlers are, are really difficult. Right. So I'm not quite sure mm. how he's going to come through. But, you know, as I say, I think I think we have got some, some really good depth at the moment in, in the bowling in there. Um, but certainly in this, in this particular competition. And Jofra is, is good in all competitions. Look, I mean, uh, he's a huge miss for, for the guys in the Test Series and the 50 over. He, he's a wonderfully good Test cricketer. Mm-hmm. Uh, a very, very fine one-day cricketer too. And, you know, it's something that England are going to miss. They've had him for a little while and, and seen how, how good he is. Um, and, um, yeah, they're, they're missing him, and um, he'll make the team stronger if he comes back. Indeed. Well, I really want to thank you very much indeed. It was an absolute pleasure having you. Are you coming to Barbados in Mars, is it? You're bringing a tour group over? I should, be, I should be over for the, all three test matches. So I'll oh, go really? to that lovely island, Grenada, as well. So we're, we're, we're landing in Antigua. But as I say, I'm looking forward to reacquainting myself with Philo and Roland Butcher and Wayne Daniel and, mm. and Mr. Haynes. Yes. Right, honourable Mr. Haynes, my goodness. 
Do we have to bow these days? Oh, the Honourable, the Honourable, yes. The Honourable, Desmond Well, look, it's, it's as I say, Barbados is a lovely island and lovely people, and as I say, I'm looking forward to getting back to see some old friends. Well, go and get some rest now, because it's way past your bedtime. Thank you, and the dog would stop barking now. I'm sure that great Dane you got in the back there. Thanks you, Michael Gavin, always a pleasure. Um, to see you, and you've made a wonderful contribution on the show. We want to thank you as well, fellow Wallace, for coming through and talking to us as well. Thanks to Dr. Ford, always good. And by the way, Dr. Ford, um, some good friends at CWI said they'd love to in- engage you in terms of discussion. Richard Prophet was made a strong defense in terms of the Pritchett Kensington Novel. Steve Harmison was very unhappy with the Pritchett Kensington Novel. And of course, we heard from Conde Riley, and indeed, we also heard from Checkman Short. I'm Andrew Mason. Here's hoping for a bye tomorrow. Good night. Australia, Bangladesh, Bermuda and Canada, England, the Netherlands, India and Ireland, New Zealand, Kenya, Pakistan and Scotland, South Africa, Zimbabwe and Sri Lanka, administrators, players and fans. Welcome to World Cup Cricket in the Caribbean. Welcome to the best place in the world. Welcome to the best game in the world. Every man and woman, every boy and girl. Welcome to the best place in the world. Welcome, welcome, welcome one and all. Welcome, let's have a ball. We want you to have real fun in the islands under the sun. Welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the best place in the world, welcome to the best game in the world, every man and woman, every boy and girl, welcome to the best place in the world.
Welcome to The Cricket Show, broadcasting around the world every Sunday from 6 to 9 p.m. Blogtalkradio.com slash The Cricket Show, or fast bowl us an email with your questions and comments to Show at comcast.net. And now, let's talk cricket, lovely cricket. Yes, indeed. Let's talk cricket, lovely cricket. That's what we'll do each Sunday from 6 until 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Call 151. 151- 605-9850. Again, that number is one five one five six zero five nine eight five zero. Good night, all. Hope you enjoyed the mission and guests out of Barbados. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.